Okay, so it turns out we're not done yet. <laughs> I've got a quick bonus for you that came to mind actually just a few hours before we were scheduled to post this talk that I couldn't get out of my mind. I just have to add this because it's probably one of the biggest deciding factors of how fast you progress in your skill development and how fast you learn anything for that matter. And I'll call this optimizing your training for enjoyment. Okay, optimizing your training for enjoyment. And there's a really beautiful story that encapsulates this from BJ Penn, who is a former UFC fighter, one of the all-time greats, and particularly one of his specialties in his game was his jiu-jitsu. And when he started Brazilian jiu-jitsu, he took to it so quickly and enjoyed it so much that he progressed from being a raw white belt, you know, first foot in the door to being a black belt and winning the Mundials, which is the world championship in jiu-jitsu in three years. <laughs> now, for those who don't know anything about jiu-jitsu, that might not mean a lot, but typically the path from white belt to black belt for somebody that's really serious is about 10 years minimum, and most often it's longer than, than even 10 years. And not only did he reach black belt status, he won the world championship. So he's beating the best of the best of the best in three years. And the reason I bring this up is because when he tells this story, he says, people ask him all the, all the time, was it discipline or was it, you know, confidence or was it um, dedication or any of these things? Was it work ethic? And he goes, no, it was fun. <laughs> it was fun. He couldn't help but do it. He couldn't help but be on the mats all day long, learning and training and testing and tweaking new, new ideas and new moves. He couldn't help it because it was so enjoyable for him. And that state of enjoyment is really one of the deeper meanings of law number seven in the deep game. And the law, law number seven is the law of mastery, of course, which states the game rewards the player who needs no reward other than the game itself. In other words, the more that you deeply enjoy the process of your training and of learning whatever skill you're learning, the more open your mind is going to be to receive that training. It's almost as though your mind becomes like an open sponge to soak up all of this information on a much deeper level. Whereas if you're kind of forcing yourself to do things that you don't really enjoy in your training, which is sometimes necessary, and I'll get into uh, some of the nuances here in a moment, because you've got to be careful with this, of course. But if you're forcing your mind to, or, or forcing yourself to do things that you absolutely hate and you dread going in there and you don't want to do it day after day, it's like a, a dry sponge that can't absorb any water. You're not actually going to be fully utilizing that training and uh, downloading it into your system, so to speak. Now, <laughs> the very first thing that's going to come up, I know, is, well, we all have to do things that we don't like to do. We have to push through discomfort and challenge ourselves. And yes, of course, okay, of course, you need to do skill work. You need to be working on your jump shot, on your handle, on your scoring moves. You need to get in the weight room. You need to be doing uh, some form of conditioning, even if that's just playing full court. There are basics that have to be covered. We need to be doing deep game training. So some form of meditation and all of the practices that we speak about in these talks and in the program, all of that's necessary. But within those larger categories, there are so many ways to train <laughs> that there's really no excuse not to be doing training that you deeply enjoy. And I had a friend over here, um, one of my closest friends, 
who has been getting into knees over toes training, which I actually am a huge fan of. And we were talking about the ATG split squat, which is essentially a split squat with your knees over your toes. And he was saying to me, you know, it just doesn't feel right. I don't like it. I don't look forward to it. Like my body doesn't feel good after I do it. I, I, maybe I'm doing it wrong. And and what I said to him, and for the record, I actually really like that movement. I like Ben a lot. I love his training. I recommend it all the time. But in the case of my friend, he was saying, it's, it just doesn't feel good. I don't like it. And so my recommendation to him was don't do it. There's so many movements in the weight room and Ben I'm sure would be the first to tell him there's a lot of ways to accomplish the same goal. So as long as you're focused on the goals that you need to accomplish within your training, there are infinite ways of getting to those goals. And so a, optimize your training and the work that you're doing in all, in all aspects for your enjoyment of it. You should be ideally designing training that you're looking forward to. That doesn't mean you're like bouncing into the gym absolutely overjoyed every single day. There's days where you gotta discipline yourself and just you know shut up and do it, and we all have those days. But more often than not, you should be enjoying your training. And the first time I, I mentioned this principle, I uh, was met with a Muhammad Ali quote from one of our players, and he was like, well, Muhammad Ali had that famous quote that said, I, and I'm paraphrasing here, I'm going to butcher the quote because I don't have it written down, but it's something to the tune of, I hated every second of training, but I reminded myself, suffer now and live the rest of your life as a champion. So he's implying that he hated every second of his training, and I can't say for certain, of course, whether or not that was true, but I will offer to you, study Muhammad Ali's life, <laughs> okay? If you haven't studied Muhammad Ali's life, you cannot take what he says too seriously. I have studied his life. <laughs> if you read through his biographies, he said wild stuff <laughs> throughout his career. And he was actually quoted once, I forget the exact percentage that he said, but it was something to the tune of when a reporter asked him in private, and this is in his biography, uh, Ali, the reporter asked him how much of what you say is, is actually true. And he kind of giggled and winked and he's like, yeah, probably about 25%. He said the craziest stuff. And if you go back through everything he said, a lot of it was for effect. And a lot of it, he just had this huge charismatic personality and he would say whatever sounded best in the moment. And he was a very controversial figure in his time. We appreciate him much more now, but during his time, there was a, a period of years where, and this is a direct quote from the biographer who wrote uh, the famous biography Ali, he was the most hated man in America. All right, believe it or not. So you've got to go back and do your research here. So <laughs> I know people are going to meet me with that Muhammad Ali quote, and I will just say, study Muhammad Ali's life because <laughs> he said a lot of stuff. And I find it really hard to believe personally that if he became as great as he truly was, and I do believe he was great, one of the greatest athletes in history, perhaps the greatest, I find it really hard to believe that he actually hated his training, Okay and whether or not he did, it's much better to love your training. <laughs> it's objectively better because your mind and nervous system, your entire like uh, being is going to soak up that training on a much deeper level. And you know this to be objectively true if you just look at your own life. What are the subjects in school that you do best at? What, what are the ones that you excel at the fastest? 
Well, it's the subjects that you enjoy because you go in with an open mind looking forward to learning the information and receiving it fully and contemplating it and, and exercising it rather than the subjects that you go in like, oh, okay, I've got to do this again. All right, let's, let's just get through it. That's, those are the subjects when you don't tend to retain the information too long. You know, you do the exam and then a day later, it's like out the back door. <laughs> Whereas there are probably subjects for you that you have deeply loved that, you know, you still remember some of the information to this day years later. And that's true for most people. So optimize your training and your learning and ideally your entire life <laughs> for enjoyment. Yes, of course, there's goals that we're meaning to accomplish through our training and through all of the work that we do. There's objectives that we have and we have to show up and do the work, but the form that that work takes specifically, the specific exercises, the specific drills, the specific sequences and the design that you yourself create for it should be optimized for enjoyment, assuming those objectives are being reached through the thing, the methods that you use to reach those objectives. I know this is a bit of a mouthful here. So I had to add that in. Okay. Remember the story of BJ Penn? Was it discipline? Was it, was it work ethic? No, it was fun. It was fun. And frankly, going from white belt to winning the world title in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in three years is absolutely obscene. That's one of the craziest things I've ever heard of <laughs> in sports, frankly. And it was fun. It was fun. That's the reason why. Okay. Kobe will say the exact same thing. If you go back through and study, he said, there's nowhere else I wanted to be. It didn't feel like a sacrifice. It didn't feel like the hard work that everybody said it was to me. I just didn't want to be anywhere else. <laughs> so optimize your training for enjoyment. You will learn everything so much faster. And this is such an important principle that I just had to add it here. Um, I know we've added like an extra 10 minutes to this talk, but I hope it was worth it for you. Please, please, please make sure that you're doing training that you love and optimizing it for your enjoyment. So that's it. We're done here. <laughs> Can't wait to see you in the next one. And be sure to reach out. Of course, I know I said this before, but reach out if you have any questions or comments or um, just want to give any feedback on your results with any of these, these techniques. I'd love to hear it. Hey, it's Taylor. I hope you enjoyed this clip. And if you'd like to watch the full length talk, we'll have the title and or link for you in the description so that you can check it out there. And as always, if you'd like to go even deeper, the best place to do that is in our free masterclass over at deepgame.com, which I believe will be the most powerful hour of basketball learning of your life. I hope we see you there.